Uh, If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 12. We're in the midst of a series called Win the Day. This is based on a book by an Assemblies of God pastor named Mark Batterson. And he wrote this book about how to win each day. And he gave us permission to use these as AG churches. He wants the word to get out about this. If you want a copy, you can buy it on Amazon. I actually have one more in my office. They're $16, I believe. Uh, But he wrote this book, and he says, if you want to win in life, if you want to do everything that God has for you in life, you have to win each day. You have to do certain things. And so we call those things habits, right? And the last two times we've talked about forgetting our past, moving forward from our past and forgetting those things. So this week we're going to talk about something we can do daily in our lives now. Now, how many of you as kids, maybe even as adults, ever played with dominoes? Now, I'm not talking about the game dominoes. I'm talking about setting up dominoes and making little snakes that would fall over or irritate your parents, you know, knock them off the table and do those kind of things. Uh, I know we always did that as kids. Actually, I don't think I ever knew how to play dominoes until I was an adult. I always used them for doing that. But there's a guy named Bob Spica. He wanted to set a record for dominoes. There wasn't even a a spot in the world records book for dominoes, but he set up 11,111 dominoes in 1976 and set them them off. How cool would that have been to see, right? He set them off and he set a world record. He went ahead and he broke his own record five different times. He topped out at 97,500 dominoes. I know I would be the guy that would get like 97,300 and I would accidentally hit it and knock it over, you know, and do the rest of them. Uh, but you know what? Dominoes are kind of cool like that. And guys, that's kind of what habits do. When you, when you make a good habit, a good godly habit, you kind of set yourself up for success, right? I know uh, there was a guy that was giving a speech to a group of college graduates. I can't remember his name. He was a military officer. But he said, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. He said, if you make your bed every day, it's a habit, right? And it gets your day started off with accomplishing something. I'm usually happy just to get out of bed with her, hurting myself. You know, that's my accomplishment for the day. But he said that's a good thing to do. Well, speaking of dominoes, there's actually a science behind dominoes. And they said you can actually, one domino can knock over another domino one and a half times its size. So I've got a little video here. Guy's going to kind of explain how this works. Uh, and they'll show it on the live stream as well. But this is kind of how this thing works. Everybody knows about playing with dominoes, but what you may not know is that a domino can knock over another domino, which is about one and a half times larger. What I have here, each one is one and a half times larger than the previous one. And the smallest domino is about five millimeters high and one millimeter thick. And I will carefully place it. And there are 13 dominoes. And the largest domino, it weighs about 100 pounds and is more than a meter tall. Ready? Boom. That was 13 dominoes. If I had 29 dominoes, the last domino would be as tall as the Empire State Building. Pretty crazy, isn't it? 
Yeah, you can stop that there. So if you're interested, there's more on there. They go through the whole science behind that. But if you knock over something small, you can knock over something bigger. And guys, this is how habits work in our lives. Now, please understand, don't be like, oh, Pastor X is going all touchy-feely, you know, self-improvement kind of thing. What we're talking about today is habits of stewardship, habits of doing things God's way. And you know, many of us, when we start a New Year's resolution, we say, I'm going to change huge things, right? I'm going to change massive things. But what we need to do is start changing small things in our lives, which help us change bigger things. Now, I know many of you set New Year's resolutions and you say things like, I want to grow spiritually. I want to get to know God better this year than I did the year before. I want to have more spiritual discipline. I want to hear God's voice better. To do those things, we need to start small, daily, godly habits. Things like spending time in God's Word every day. We've talked about that a billion times. Maybe things like, I want to spend time listening to God each day. I want to spend time with my spouse to make our marriage better every day. I want to spend time with my kids making our family better. We do those by starting with small daily habits. Now, the title of today's message is Eat the Frog, and I really wish my daughter was here because she just can't stand frogs. Uh, she's on her way back from visiting a college down in Texas uh, with my wife and Kenny's wife and Amber and um, another girl named Angie that's going. They all went down to visit Southwestern and someone's at God University in Texas. So they're down there. But anyway, the reason we call it Eat the Frog is it's attributed to Mark Twain, another Missourian. Uh, but he said this. He says, if you ever have to eat a live frog, do it first thing in the morning. Why? Because you can go through the rest of the day knowing the hardest thing is behind you. Hopefully you'll never have to do anything worse than eat a live frog, right? So what's he saying? Well, he's saying if you need to do something important or something hard, do it when? First thing in the morning. You know why a lot of people go to the gym first thing in the morning? It's one of the hardest things they're going to have to do that day and they want to get it over with. And I don't know about you, I don't have the willpower to go in the evenings, right? So today we're going to talk about habits. Habits are powerful. A study by Duke University said that 45% of our daily behavior is automatic. Automatic. In other words, it's a what? It's a habit, right? A lot of what we do are habits. So if you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 12, uh, and this is down in the slides a little bit, is where we're going to go. But I want to introduce something real quick before we get to that. Why are habits important? Why are good habits important? I know, sorry guys, I, I messed with you. Let's go ahead and read it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. It's already up on the screen. Now, this is a story that Jesus tells. This is a really complicated story, but listen to what he says. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. When an evil spirit leaves a person, in other words, when they drive a demon or an evil spirit out of a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none. Then it says, I'll return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds his former home swept empty and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they all enter the person and live there. So that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. What is Jesus saying? When we get something out of our lives, what do we need to do? Replace it with something good. If you get rid of a bad habit, you need to replace it with a good habit, right? So let's talk about this. Why are good habits so important? Well, small habits, guys, can lead to big wins. A small habit can lead to a big win. Now, if you're saying, I want to spend time with God every day. Well, that's a small thing that can lead to what? Big things. If you start that habit, small habits can lead to big habits. 
So Mark Batterson says if we do little things like they're big things, God will do big things like they're little things. I know it's kind of a Dr. Seuss tongue twister, all right? But in other words, if we do the little things that we can do, God will take that and do something big with it, right? If you want to get your life straight, if you want to get new things going in your life, start with these little things. Start with little habits because little habits over time become big things. If we take care of the little habits consistently, they'll lead to big change. And little changes over time lead to big changes, right? Small habits. So what are some of our goals? Some would say, I want to have a better spiritual life. That starts with small habits, right? I want to improve my marriage. That starts with small habits. I want to get better grades. That starts with small study habits, right? I want to get better health. That starts with small eating habits, small exercise habits. No one gets in shape in one day. I want my finances better. That starts with small habits. These things all start with something small, and good things happen when we do small things, all right? The whole theme of this whole book, this whole series we've been going through is almost anyone can accomplish almost anything if they work at it long enough, hard enough, and smart enough. In other words, guys, some of you have said, you know what? I'm trying to change my family. I inherited, I learned all these horrible things from my parents, and I'm trying to change my family going forward. How do you do that? Start small. Small, godly habits, right? I want to take care of my body because I know it's God's temple, and I want to do better. Start with small, daily habits, right? I want to hear God's voice. Start with small habits. So small habits, guys, can lead to spiritual breakthroughs. Small habits can lead to those spiritual breakthroughs we want. And this, again, it's not psychobabble. It's not any of that. This is spiritual things, right? This is spiritual discipline, spiritual stewardship. So basically, habits have the power to change our days. Habits have the power to change our days. So we read this passage about this, this person who had had a demon driven out of them, and they didn't take care to put things back in order. They didn't fill that void with godly habits, and they fell back into it. How many of you have ever worked with someone, and they were trying to break a bad habit, a life-controlling habit, and they would have a small win, and they'd have another small win, and then what would happen? They'd go 10 steps backwards. And you work with them, and work with them, work with them, and they'd go 10 steps backwards. It's small things, guys, small godly habits, but they have the power to change our days. And guys, we understand this whole principle, like the whole garbage in, garbage out thing. Have you ever heard that? What goes into our brain eventually comes out our mouth. <laughs> you ever hit your hand with a hammer and say, where did that word come from? Well, it was, it was in here. It just came out here, right? What goes in comes out. We understand that eating. You know, if I eat Twinkies all day, every day, I'm not going to have good results, Right? We understand that. We understand if I drink 10 Red Bulls a day, I'm not going to have good health, right? That, that just doesn't work. We understand that physically, but a lot of times we don't understand that stuff spiritually. We don't understand that stuff working on spiritual goals in our lives. We have to put good in. We have to put these good things into our lives if we want to get good things out. We want to make these big sweeping changes, but they all start with these small habits, and we see in Mark chapter 1 that Jesus got up in verse 35. It says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. We understand if we spend time with God in the mornings, what does that do? It changes our day, right? If we spend quiet time in the morning, it makes our day better. If we spend quality time with God each morning, even if it's five minutes, 
It makes our day better. Small habits have the power to change our days, to make our days better. And I'm not a morning person at all. I don't really don't have anyone in my family that's a morning person. Our house is pretty quiet in the mornings. Everybody just kind of, well, Josiah gets up early, but we're, we're pretty quiet in the mornings. We all just kind of do our thing. And, but, you know, if you get in a habit of spending time with God in the morning, it makes your day better, right? So how do we modify habits? You're saying, oh, okay, this is great, Pastor X, but how do I do that? How do I build these small habits? How do we do this? Well, the first thing we do is practice habit switching, habit switching. What does that mean? It means you get rid of a bad habit and replace it with a good habit, right? Replace a bad habit. If you have a bad habit of oversleeping in the mornings or hitting the snooze button eight times, you trade that and say, I'm going to get up instead a little bit earlier and I'm going to spend a little bit of time with God in the mornings. I'm going to do a version Bible plan in the mornings. This is what Jesus talked about with the demon-possessed person, all right? I got this bad out. I need to replace it with something good, right? So, and a lot of times we stop bad habits. We stop these bad things, right? We stop cursing at people in traffic. Well, we need to replace it with something good, right? So, we have to replace it. So, here's some ideas. Instead of complaining, if you have a habit of complaining, does anybody have that habit? All right, you complain. Instead of complaining, what can we do? We can give thanks for something. So if I'm going to complain about my car or my spouse or my kids or my job, instead when I have that, that instance to complain, I'll say, you know what, Lord, thank you that I have a job to go to. Thank you that I have a spouse. Thank you that I have kids. Thank you that I have this vehicle. <laughs> thank you that I have this, right? It can be in their heads. It can be verbally. It can be in a journal. You're saying, well, this is great self-help. No, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Listen to what Paul says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. What is Paul saying? If you're a worrier, instead of worrying, replace that habit with praying. This is biblical, right? Instead of worrying, pray. Instead of complaining, give thanks, right? If we're tempted to criticize, find something positive to say instead. Look for the good. And I'm going to tell you a story that I'm really not proud of, guys, but uh, when I was younger, I was really, really good at sarcasm. Anybody else have that superpower, right? I could insult people amazingly well, because when I was younger, I was little, and so I had to run away from things a lot, (laughs) people a lot. So I got really good with my mouth. I was really good at giving insults, and my friends and I would do that. Well, I remember when I was in youth ministry, I was a youth pastor, and I can't remember the kid's name, but I remember one night after youth service, we were hanging around. Amy and I were youth pastors for about eight years. I remember a kid came up and he said something, and I made a joke to him, like kind of a sarcastic joke. And I remember I crushed this kid. Like I insulted him like as a joke, and he didn't take it as a joke because I was his youth pastor, right? And I remember the look on his face. I hurt that kid. And I, you know, I apologize. Like I did not mean that. It was a joke. But man, God, you know, sometimes God takes a knife and just kind of you know, right in my heart. And I remember from that day, I said, I will never use my words to hurt somebody like that again. And from that day forward, I said, instead of every time I wanted to say something sarcastic, which was a lot, I look for something good to say. And I know some of you guys are like, man, you're one of the most positive people I've ever met. That's intentional because God had given me a place of influence in this kid's life and I used it to hurt him instead of helping him. 
So I made this vow. I'm going to use my words to build people up. And, and guys, you, I understand. You have, to, you have to help people sometimes with constructive criticism. You have to correct people sometimes. You have to correct your kids a lot, right? But you can do that in a way that builds them up instead of tears them down. That's something I had to learn. I had to switch. I had to get rid of a bad habit and replace it with a good habit, right? And so these are things we can do in our lives. We can replace these bad things, these negative things. And guys, every one of us has a position of influence in someone's life. You may say, I'm the lowest person on the rung in my school and my workplace. You still have influence in people's lives. And here's the thing. If you're a Christian, if you follow Christ, God has given you this incredible platform to tell people about him using your what? Words. But if you complain and gripe and, and downgrade your boss and all these things all the time, people aren't going to listen to you. We have a platform, an opportunity to use words to build. These are things we can build, right? So we switch habits, all right? And then we can practice habit stacking. What in the world is habit stacking? It's using one thing to do something else. It's combining a daily habit or a new habit with another thing we do every day. For instance, how many of you drink coffee every day? All right, maybe you don't drink coffee, maybe you drink some kind of energy drink every day, okay? If you do that, if you make a habit of drinking something like that in the mornings, what is something else you could do at the same time? Read your Bible in the mornings. Because caffeine makes everything better, right? I mean, really, in moderate amounts or in big amounts, whatever your habit is. But you can do those kind of things. I know a lot of people, I do this on my days off. I spend time, I read the Bible, and I drink coffee. It's amazing. Other mornings, I read the Bible before I drink coffee, and that's a little harder, all right? But you can do it together. Where is this in the Bible, Pastor? Well, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. This is God giving the people of Israel instructions when they go into the promised land to build a new society, and look what he says to them. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands I'm giving you today. He's saying, you need to do this. And they're saying, okay, how do we do that? Repeat these commands again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. How many of you go to bed every day? How many of you get up every day? At some point, right? Tie them on your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. He's saying, I want you to know me. I want you to know me by knowing my law. How do you do that? You spend time in it daily. And how do you do that? Because that's a hard habit sometimes. Add it to things you already do. He's saying, talk about it when you go to bed and when you get up. Those are things we do every day. Talk about or write it on the doorpost of your house. Why? Because you leave your house every day for the most part. And you come in every day for the most part, right? So we add habits to things that we already do. This doesn't have to be complicated. So if you're trying to spend God with time with God every day, read your Bible while you're drinking coffee. Read your Bible while you're doing something. Listen to the Bible as you drive to work. The Version Bible app will actually read it to you for free. You can do that. You can listen to it as you go to work. If you go to the gym in the mornings and you haven't had time to read it, listen to it on your headphones while you're at the gym. Okay, well, how does this work with my marriage to make my marriage better? Well, take time every day. You see your spouse at some point every day, I'm guessing. Make a habit of talking to them, asking them questions, compliment them. What about your kids? 
Well, we put our kids in bed at night. What's something we can do when we put our kids to bed? Family devotions, right? Again, version has them for free. Your spouse, do a devotion together because you all go to bed at some point. Make it a habit of doing that before you go to bed. If you're trying to get in shape, what are some things you can do? Well, if your workplace has an elevator or stairs, you can take the stairs. Nebraska is kind of flat. Park far away from the door and walk further. Yeah, I mean, just little things like that you can do every day to make habits to get better. So we switch habits and we add habits to other things. Guys, these are very, very practical things that are found in Scripture to do to help us. Because, guys, if we want to get better, if we want our lives to improve, if we want our lives to matter, we have to do these little things. I know some of you are saying, you know, Pastor, this sounds a whole lot like one of these other big church preachers. No, this is, this is biblical. So how do habits shape our lives? How do habits shape? So we've talked about how to do this. Why is this important, guys? If we want to get closer to the Lord, if we want to accomplish everything God wants for us, and I don't know about you guys, but that's my goal. When I get to heaven, I want to hear Jesus say, well done, right? And I, you don't earn salvation. You don't get to heaven because you've done good things. You get to heaven because you have a relationship with Jesus. But there are rewards. You can please him by the way that you live your life. And that's been my goal. I always want to be faithful and hear him say, well done. Well, to do that, we have to do things well every day. And so over time, we become the sum total of our habits. Over time, we become the sum total of our habits. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever met one of those people you just say, how is that person always in the midst of drama? How is that person always in a mess? Right? You ever met those kind of people? You know why that typically is? Habits. Habits. Either through spending habits that are poor or daily habits that are poor. A lot of times we meet people who are constantly in trouble, and it's because of habits, right? If you meet other people who say, man, they are always on top of their game, it seems like. How do they get there? Habits, right? I, I'm not a fan of this football player, but there's a certain football player who's, yeah, in his 40s and is still playing at the top of his game. So I was interested, like, how does this guy do that? Tom Brady. His team beat my team in the Super Bowl, so I'm a little bitter, but it's okay. But I was curious, how does this guy stay in this good of shape? You know what he does? Habits. He eats the same thing every day. He goes to the gym like five times a day. He has routines and habits that help him keep at the top of his game. If we want to be spiritually everything we can be for God, we have to have these kind of habits. What are these kind of habits? Spending time in his word. I know you're like, man, this is the same thing all the yeah, spending time in his word, spending time in prayer, talking to him, listening. This is one that we're not very good at as Americans. We don't like silence. Now, I know the older you get, the more you like silence. Um, I, I appreciate it more now than I did before, right? But spending time listening to God. Spending time being thankful. Giving is a habit, Right? Giving, being faithful and giving, uh, showing him that we trust him with our finances and with our lives, right? Mark Batterson in the book, he says, show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Because over time, habits, like we show in these dominoes, these little habits lead to bigger habits, which lead to bigger habits, which lead to big wins in our lives. And we get out of habits what we put into them. And all through scripture, guys, we see this principle called sowing and what? Reaping. I get out what I put into it. 
This works in school, right? This works in your marriage. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. It works with our kids. You know, a lot of times people want to be their kid's best friend. They don't need another best friend. They need a what? Parent. So the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, right? This works spiritually. The more I put into my relationship with God, the more I get out of it. The more I put into my life, the more intentional I am about things in my life, the more I get out of it. So, and good habits often bring blessing, but bad habits often bring pain. Good habits will bring blessing. Bad habits bring pain. What do you mean? Well, a good habit like spending time with God, being thankful for our our spouse, being thankful for our kids, showing up at work on time. You know, these things bring good things. But if you got these bad habits, you know, eating junk food all day, that brings pain eventually, right? I, I tell you, I've, I've met a person one time. They were like, they went to the doctor and they said, I got a really bad report, pastor, from my doctor. I said, my cholesterol's really high and this is really high. I said, well, what did they tell you to do? Well, they tell me to exercise and eat better. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. What? What? So I, I just don't. I'm going to go listen to another doctor and see what they say. Like, I can promise you they're going to tell you the same thing, right? But how many times have we done that? I know I went to the doctor one time when I was in my 30s, 20s, late 20s. And um, I went just for a yearly checkup, and the lady took my blood pressure and my pulse. She said, did you jog here by any chance? I said, no, I drove. Like, did you take the stairs to get here? No, I rode the elevator. She's like, huh. That was a bad sign when your doctor says, huh, right? And they said, you need to eat better and get in better shape. And I said, what? I'm like 20, so I'm still young. And they said, yeah, and you're fat. You know, and I had to learn. I had, to, But, you know, my habit, I drank a ton of soda every day. Like, big, our gas station had 99 cent, 44 ounce, you know, and they had the Dr. Pepper with the good ice and the cherry flavoring, like, oh, every day. I had to change that habit. Because I said, you know, my grandpa died of a heart attack. My mom has heart problems. My dad has heart problems. Going down the list, right? I had to make some changes. And I'm still having to make changes all the time, right? So we become the toll of our habits. And good habits bring blessing. Bad habits a lot of times bring pain. And these aren't immediate. If you start making good habits, you're not necessarily going to, like, change immediately. They take time. And bad habits don't always bring pain immediately, Right? That's why people do them over and over again. They don't always bring pain immediately, but down the road we know. And guys, here's the biggest thing. Habits are cumulative, and changing the way that we think changes everything. Changing the way that we think changes everything. A lot of times habits start where? Right here, right? Between our ears and our brain. That's where habits start, and that's where habits are maintained. Good habits, guys. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, listen to what Paul says. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. In other words, when we do these things, when we do these godly habits, we're doing them for who? For Christ. To be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. He's saying the way that you live your life is how you worship. Worship is not just something we do on Sunday mornings when the band's up here playing. Worship is how we live our lives. It's how we go to work every day and conduct ourselves. It's how we go to school every day and conduct ourselves. It's how we treat our families. It's how we treat our spouse. It's how we treat our bodies. It's how we treat our finances. This is all worship because we're all doing it for him, right? Paul says this 
is the way to worship him. And then he says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God what? Transform you. Let God what? Transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you'll learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Paul says, if you want to live close or closer to the Lord, if you want to worship him with everything that you do, you have to build these what? Habits. We have to build these things every day into our lives. That's the difference between religion and relationship with God is what we do every day with our lives. It's spending time with him. It's getting into his word and getting to know him. It's the way that we live our lives. It's the way they, that we have our families. I was talking, we were talking to a guy the other day, and they said, they were talking about another person, and they said, I see that person's kids, and I see the way their kids act and interact with others. I said, that's the best thing I can say. It was another pastor. That's the best thing I can say about their ministry, is that their kids do this. In other words, I know how they live at home because of what I see in their family. And it's not always going to be because kids act up, kids do things, right? Break things, throw things. They do that. That's, that's kids. But in other words, they're saying, I see the way you live your life, and it's a way to honor God. They're talking to this pastor. They said, I see the way that they live their lives. Guys, that's what I want when people see my life. I want them to say, I know you follow Jesus because of what I see in your life. And that comes, and I, I, we would all say that, right? That comes through what? Habits. Habits, the things we do. So I'm going to ask the worship team if they would come up. We're just going to take a few minutes to pray about this. And none of us are here. None of us have arrived. None of us are perfect at this stuff. Please don't think, well, you know, pastor really hammered me today. No. This is to encourage us to build these things into our lives. That way we can live lives that honor God with everything that we do. So if you're physically able, would you stand this morning? Lord, we just come this morning and we thank you for your word that challenges us to live lives that honor you. And we do that by, by winning each day, by living each day to honor you. And Father, I just pray that you would help us today to take a good hard look at our lives and say, what can I do to make that better? What can I do to follow you better? And so we just come today and we just close ourselves in and we just ask that you would speak to us today. That you would point out things in our lives that, that we can change to become more like you. That people would see Jesus when they see us. So I'm just going to ask you guys today, would just close your eyes. Just take a moment to really let God look at you. Look at us. Because if you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor X, I don't have a relationship with Jesus you're talking about. If you're at home watching on the live stream and you say, you know, I don't have a relationship with Jesus like you're talking about. I don't, I might have religion, but I really don't have a relationship with him. I've never asked him to forgive all my sins and, and make me a new person, but I want to do that today. I want to do that. Would you just slip your hand up right where you're at if you're home, if you can just mention it in the chat box. But if you say, you know, I want to talk to Jesus and ask him to make me new. We're going to, we're going to pray a prayer today. We're all going to pray this together. I'm going to ask you to all to say this with me. And this is just a simple prayer where you're talking to Jesus and saying, I want to be new. I want to be forgiven. So pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, 
thank you so much that you love me even when I don't deserve it. And I admit that I've sinned. I've made mistakes. Please forgive me. Please come into my life and make me new. Wipe all my sins away and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says if you prayed that prayer, you are a brand new person. It says all the old stuff is gone and everything is new. And if you prayed that, would you just talk to me or one of these guys that are up here on the platform? We'd love to talk to you about that. We have a book we want to give you. Now, if you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor, I need better habits in my life. Would you just slip your hand up? I, probably all of us, right? So, you know, I want to I be intentional about this. And I know this sounds like a New Year's message. It's really not. It's an everyday message. But Father, I just pray for all these today that raise their hand and just said, I want to build these habits into my life. Maybe there's some habits I need to get rid of. And I want to replace those with good things, things that are going to honor you and help me to live my life for you and, and make these small daily changes. Lord, would you help us to be more and more like you every single day? In Jesus' name, amen.